Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of the All in Football Fantasy Premier League show for podcast channel show. I hope you've all subscribed by now, and I hope that's why you're getting these uh, these coming through. Because if you haven't subscribed yet, you're getting towards the end of the season. It's getting a little bit late, so <laughs> you should have subscribed by now. I'm your host, the FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today, all on his lonesome this time, because poor little Scotty Williams is feeling too well, is the man, the myth, the legend, top of us three this season. He should have been on all the time. He should be doing these podcasts for us, Tom. It's Tom Hughes. How are you doing? Very good. Sub Scott out, get me in. Just going to say it, you know, you've got the higher ranked fantasy manager. So, yeah, this is the podcast to tune into. Just going to throw that out there. Sorry, Scott, that's a bit mean when you're ill, but there you go. <laughs> no, no pressure on us now as well, Tom. Um, we've still got one match left of um, game week 34, uh, which is Man United against Chelsea tonight. It's going to be Chelsea mauling Manchester United. So that's going to be fun. Um, half of our team's injured. So that's going to be hilarious, I think, for everyone who doesn't like Man United. Oh, captains have a... Oh, carry on. That's really annoying. Yeah, well, uh, it's... Um, and uh, just, just so you know, the manager of the week currently so far is Cully Matharu, so that's why we're going to skip over that quickly. Uh, and uh, we're looking at the cup competition because uh, all three of us are going to be out, Tom, this week because uh, you're going to get knocked out <laughs> by the podcast team. At least I'm uh, getting knocked out by myself. Yeah, it's very, it's very true. Yeah. Uh, even though Jeff Belcher took a minus 12, he's still destroying me. The man can do no wrong. Um, I've had a disaster week. Oh, 37. Oh, it's just embarrassingly bad. 41 points I've got, obviously 37 after a minus four. Uh, almost as bad as Scott Williams with 26. Uh, yeah, because the scores in the cup that you're seeing here as well are mm-hmm. the actual scores minus the points. I know it doesn't do that in the league version, but this is the actual... Points minus the transfer. So Jeff's beating you comfortably with the minus 12. Yeah, I mean, I took a minus four, but still, like, you know, with a minus 12, he's battering me still, which is uh, pretty embarrassing. Um, and uh, Scott with 34 points this week, um, but uh, he took a minus, eight, minus eight, was it? He took, yeah, it was minus eight. Um, so he's on 26. Um, Dimple uh, activating her wild card <laughs> this week. Shocking, um, so much shocking behaviour of the cup this week. Unbelievable. People have been saving themselves for the cup, you know. People have been saving themselves. Um, and uh, Dimple, but I have to say, I did, I did take a quick look. Um, and uh, Dimple, without even wildcarding, would still be on twenty-seven points with uh, Reese James left to play. Uh, even though Scott would be, because Dennis is coming off the bench for him because Bernardo didn't play. So uh, Scott would be on 31 with Mason Mount left to play, who is his captain. So um, if James does play tonight, which according to Tuchel, it seems like he's going to. He was featured back in training. We'll see what happens. Um, Scott could have been knocked out anyway without Dimple Wildcard, <laughs> funnily enough. So, But still, it's uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a sketchy week i think for everyone all around um in terms of uh, fantasy points just the people who've had robertson and maybe saka and salah that have really uh, really benefited but we won't spend too much time on that we've only got uh, we've only got a, a short podcast this week um and i wanted to cover off a few of your questions so the first questions that really come in are surrounding the fixtures for the rest of the season so we have the complete picture now uh, now, as a gentleman who uh, could describe himself as a gentleman there, uh, who is going to bench boost in 36 and free hit in 37, I was pretty annoyed that the news came out that Man City are doubling in 36 instead of 37, because <laughs> that makes it a hell of a lot easier for everyone to to put out um, double game week players. And it also means that I think we'll be in 36. And the free hit differential has been slightly 
be slightly skewed. I'd have been a bit happier putting three city players in with with double game weeks in in thirty seven uh, rather than you know trying to capitalise on a great double game week for Villa, um, you know Crystal Palace. Both of those teams potentially might be on the beach, as everyone likes to describe them as at that point in the season. Who knows? Uh, but like Everton and then I mean, potentially Leicester. I won't be too bothered about those guys. But again, it, we'll, we'll see. But Tom, the fixtures have uh, fallen into place now for the rest of the season. Um, any any comments? Anything that you've noticed? Any teams that have really stood out to you in terms of who you who you're liking the look of the running for? No, just going to what you just said though that point about oh maybe it makes 37 slightly less attractive I get that in terms of using the free hit then but actually there's another way of looking at it that you would if you were planning for 36 and you were if you've got a city player or two city players in there and you're building to that 36 double game week you can still do that you've still got a couple of weeks to add those city players in take full advantage of 36 and then in 37 when there is a couple of doubles from players from teams that you might not already have in your Villas and your Leicesters then actually that's when your free hit becomes quite powerful because you wouldn't have those players in otherwise and you're not going to have the transfers to bring them in so there's two ways of looking at it um, yeah. so that, that's the first thing I'd say in terms of fixtures coming up I know they're playing rubbish but like teams in, in the mid table go through patches of form you know, nobody's consistent all the way through the season. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the middle of the table. And I think mm-hmm. Villa have lost like four on the bounce, a couple of big heavy losses in there. But their fixtures turn. You know, they've got Norwich at home, I think. Is it at home this yeah. week? Yeah, Norwich yeah. at home this week. So Norwich at home and then Burnley, Palace, Burnley again in those in those doubles. So Villa look attractive. Uh, Leicester, you know, Everton, <laughs> Norwich and Watford. So the current bottom three, I mm-hmm. don't think you could ask for a better better little run of fixtures. So Leicester looks great. And I think um, a few of those games are at home. Definitely Everton Norwich is at home. Uh, and then they've got Southampton last game of the week, so, uh, last game of the season. So Leicester for me, Villa, um, I think outside of that, it's all the normal big teams. Liverpool, City, because they're doubling in 36. Chelsea, um, I'm not so keen on Arsenal and I'm not so keen on... Uh, Spurs, to be honest, but the rest of them I like the look of. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I uh, I think a couple of noticeable things as well are um, if Leicester do get through against Roma, um, obviously got Roma at home, then they've got Spurs in the middle of that, and then Roma away. Um, I think for game week thirty five this week, uh, Spurs potentially um, being at home to Leicester in between their European semi-final first and second leg might be a very good team to target for your captaincy because I do feel like Leicester will just put out because they're not playing for anything in the league and uh, they're not going to tank Roma 4-0 tonight so they're not that type of team so I do think that that game's a really interesting one to target and then after that for Leicester back-to-back double game weeks and then Southampton at home all attractive fixtures except for Chelsea away because the final wouldn't be until after they played Southampton at home on the last day of the season. Um, you know, they'd only have a four-day turnaround. But I would also think that Brendan and Rogers would be trying to get some ro- um, some rotation, trying to get some rhythm into that team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, players like Madison might be protected because of injuries. But, um, but you know what Barnes is like when he's in form, you want to get him playing. They'll definitely be trying to get Vardy minutes. So I would be worried about the strikers. Um, but they'll definitely want to get a settled, more settled back four. And we'll def- we'll, 
I think a lot of people have been worried about what's Brendan's number one back four for players to target for defence for Leicester. I think you'll know what it is tonight. You'll know what his back, number one back four is tonight because Fafana's back from injury. Um, you know, he's playing playing games regular. Most of the the, the players seem relatively fit now. Um, this would be his best team he'll play tonight. So you'll know who he wants to play. So yeah, that, that's, that's that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, the, the back-to-back doubles for Villa uh, after playing Norwich. I mean, incredibly attractive team right now to get on. Um, you know what they're like. They can deliver anything at any point. They're an inconsistent team. Exactly the point you've just made, Tom. What a, probably a bit of a mess, really, aren't they? Let's be honest. But Matty Cash delivered three double-digit hauls in four weeks, like a few 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 weeks ago. Um, Coutinho got 20 points in one game, didn't he? It was against Leeds, probably, wasn't it? Uh, or was that a double-game week he got in? But anyway, still, he got 20 points or whatever. These are the sort of team, this is the sort of team where if you are looking to do some catching up, I think someone like Matty Cash already, um, definitely an option. Uh, Coutinho, absolutely an option again. Uh, Ramsey is an enabler. Yeah, fair play. Um, and also, for some reason, Gerard seems to always go for Watkins over Ings, which I still don't quite get because Watkins hasn't exactly delivered a lot of goals this season. But still, um, I think if you're looking at Villa assets, they're great. You also, when you're looking at um, the rotation, everyone again gets a bit worried about City and Liverpool rotation. Um, Liverpool have they, they can't rotate their best players because they're going for the league. Liverpool is slightly different to City. They've got players in key positions which you can 100% rely on. They're going to play every game up until now, until the end of the year, unless they fall out. Of the let's say they lose randomly a Premier League game this week. You know they somehow lose to Newcastle and all of a sudden City win and the, the gap is a little bit bigger. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe then Klopp looks at it and says, right, league's probably going to be a tough here and focuses on the Champions League. But even then it's unlikely and they've got key positions which they just cannot rotate. So Trent, yeah. Robbo, yeah. Salah, Mane, you know, all nailed on. And those are the kind of players you want in your team. The only variables are maybe like Diaz and Jota and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, it, that's the thing, isn't it? it it's going to take a curveball loss or drop of points by Liverpool probably to to make this make them not play the best players uh, all the way through. I'll come back to City in a second because I've got a question about their assets um, that I, I want to want to cover off. Um, but a few other teams, for example, West Ham, um, they aren't, they've got Frankfurt, and um, if if they end up making the final of that game of that um, Europa League. They play City the week before that final, which is the midweek. It's between 37 and 38. It's the final before the last game of the season. I mean, that for Man City, how attractive does that game look? Because West Ham are going to be resting players. They'll probably, be, I mean, I say resting players, they'll be giving certain players the right amount of minutes and blah, blah, blah. But that, think about the, the, the edge. You're not going to throw yourself into a tackle, are you, if you're... Uh, one of those players that's probably going to play in the final. So anyway, whatever. I, I think I think that's a good fixture for City. Um, you've got to as well look at Manchester United because they are a team to 100% avoid after this Chelsea game. They've only got three fixtures left in four game weeks and they're rubbish. So all, all in all, you've got certain players like that to, to take out. Um, so yeah, but we'll, we'll go to City. So um, you talk, we're talking about rotation. Um, I was having a look at Manchester City over the last eight game weeks. Now, within the last eight game weeks, they have had Champions League ties. They've had FA Cup ties. Um, it's been a congested time for them and they've still got congestion for the rest of the season. In eight matches, 
there are five players that have played in every single one of those games from the start. Those players are Cancelo, Laporte, De Bruyne, Rodrigo, or Rodri that is, and Edison. So if you are looking for players who are pretty much nailed to start, <laughs> I say with a, you know, obviously bit a bit of caution, pretty nailed to start, those are your guys. And then you've got also three players that have played seven games, Bernardo, Foden, and Mares. Now, Mares, four of them has been as a substitute, so but he's getting minutes in every game. So what I would suggest, and also he's getting minutes in every game, uh, bar one, and he's actually got more points than every other player except for De Bruyne. Yes, he's got more points than every other player other than De Bruyne. So don't get me wrong, he's not going to play every game. Uh, but someone like Mares, if you are looking to catch up, it's not, I've heard worse shouts. Uh, but in terms of rotation, those are the players that seem pretty nailed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at it because I never know with City. I mean, obviously, if you've got the money for De Bruyne, then excellent. You don't really have to look at this any further, I think. One City defender, I've got Laporte, or you know, you could have Diaz, I suppose. He's not on there, but he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Very injured. Briefly. Uh, he was injured, and Stones is now injured as well. So it, it, yeah. Diaz is back. So Diaz again, relatively. We'll get the minutes. Yeah. So I think if you have a City defender and a, it, you can have you could afford to have De Bruyne and one more rotational risk if you're going for three City players. I don't think many people do that. Or it's De Bruyne, or you accept, like you said, a bit of a risk. If I'm looking at that, I know Mares got a lot of those points in one game. That would mm-hmm. kind of put me off. Just if you look at how many minutes he's played across those seven appearances, it's half the minutes of like a Foden or something like that. But then again, I had Foden early in the season. He's one of those players that is always around and about getting goals and getting assists, but never seems to actually get you a big haul. So yeah, aggravating to have as well. I'm tempted with someone like Bernardo again, just because he consistently gets a goal or an assist and just ticks over points. It's a strange one, isn't it? Because you look at look at Mares for an example, like fourteen points, three zero one fourteen one. That's just how he is. That is the guy that you get with Mares um, in terms of minutes. But anyway, look, at the same time, he's still he's eight point six. He's he's a bit more expensive. I think if you're going to go for it, you probably go for Foden. Um, but yeah, he's not really been delivering massive returns. We've got ten points against Brighton. Not explosive, is he? Two three three two seven two eight three two. You know, he's not he's not really been doing amazing bits. Bernardo, um, he was doing amazing things earlier on in the season without um, De Bruyne, but he got a nine against Brighton, but four, one, three, six, three, five, three. You know, again, they're not amazing returns, which is why people don't have loads of City players in the team. You, you, you thought they would do, but they don't. The main man to get is, is De Bruyne, if you can get him. Um, I mean, looking at his last returns, uh, every game, he's, oh, let's just go back here, 11, 8, 11, 0, 2, 3, 18, 3, 11, 9, 6, 9. You know, if you've had De Bruyne since game week 22, you're laughing. It, it, it's just that that's the that's the midfielder to get if you can afford him. I wouldn't be ripping up my team for any other City midfielder. That's what I'm. I, uh, my point is here. Um, I would be looking to double up on defence if I was going to double up anywhere. Um, mm. Cancelo and Laporte probably. I think Laporte at, at six million. And how much is Diaz? Six point one. Whatever potato. potato. Um, but I would look at Cancelo and one of those. I mean, you could go for both of those guys. Um, and then, yeah, be, uh, be the, be the Man de Bruyne. The rest of them will all get rotated in, in and around. But there aren't actually... Sorry, Tom, I'm, I'm rambling on here. But there aren't that many City options 
And I know that may sound a little bit backwards to people, but actually in terms of their midfield, they, they're they not really, like Grealish isn't really an option at the moment. He's not, he's not returning loads and he's just not playing amazingly well. He's trying to fit into the system. Like Sterling's probably right up there as, as somebody wants to start. Jesus scored four times in one game, but he'd scored three the whole rest of the season before or something. Like it's just Jesus for you. Again, um, Gundogan seems to be a bit our favourite with Bernardo. I, yeah, I, that's that's my take on City anyway. I think it, you, you try, the only player I would rip my team up to do is De Bruyne. If it's a, if it's a free transfer, yeah, Foden for me, but the, the other attacker. But I'd be doubling on defence personally. Tom, any other thoughts on City? No, I think you're right. I think De Bruyne requires you to rip up your team because he costs nearly 12 million. I think yes. the rest of the players, you probably aren't ripping up your team. It might be you're downgrading from a from a more expensive premium midfield option. Let's say a Bruno Fernandes or a Son or something like that. And so well, you go to a City option for the double, which frees up some funds and gives you a City player. So... That's what I would say to you. So that's I think that's the debate people have got here, um, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's 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 given a little bit of perspective to put this into. Is um, you've got kind of three options really to bring De Bruyne in for for minus fours or straight swaps, and the first option uh, is would you take out Salah? And personally, I, I wouldn't. Still for De Bruyne, I think Salah's more explosive still as as an option personally. The next one is would you take out Son? Direct transfer for De Bruyne right now if you if you could do that as as, as, a, as a question um, looking at Spurs' fixtures Leicester at home but that is I think that's an attractive fixture between those Roma games their double is a Liverpool away Arsenal at home and then they've got Burnley at home and then Norwich away but, but would you would you take Son out for De Bruyne and then the other question before you answer that one is would for a, <laughs> would for a minus four would you put in for an example a Pookie up front and then take Kane out to then put De Bruyne in for someone like Kulazewski, uh, Ramsey, if you can afford it, maybe. I don't know. Ramsey's probably not the best example. But uh, but one of those sorts of cheaper players. Rafinha. People have got Rafinha. So would What's you do that? the first that? question? <laughs> would, you go, would you take Son out for De Bruyne right now? Son out for De Bruyne this week? No. Okay. Unless, unless, if you're just, if it's part of a grander plan, then it's fine to do it. I think like Son versus Leicester, who are playing, like you said, competitive games either side of it in Europe. I don't love taking Son out this week. You know, I've been thinking about it, but I don't love taking Son out this week. Equally, bringing De Bruyne in, I mean, it's a flip on those two. Who's going to do the better in those games? Probably De Bruyne. I'll lose a pretty bad, but um, no, I don't think you need to do it this week. But I would do it next week, 100%. Cool. And, and I, I think the same the same answer is about the Kane question, isn't it, really? You would probably do it next week, but you wouldn't do it this week. And it, uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the only thing that gets me about... The only the problem is you're then, you're then doing two players. And so if you're moving... I, quite, I don't mind Pucky this week just because Villa are so leaky. Yeah. And yeah. so it's not an awful fixture to have, have Pucky in. So... If you have Pucky and it's Pucky and De Bruyne versus Kane and whoever your midfielder is, and without knowing who that midfielder is, I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. If it, like if it's Kane and Rafinha, it's probably worth it. But like if it's Kane yeah. and like I don't know, Ramsey, then probably uh, not. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I also think when I when I look at the the fixtures for for City, I saw that De Bruyne obviously they were battering Watford. He got taken off after fifty minutes, fifty three minutes or something to to get rested, as you would do for De Bruyne. He's the most important player in that team. So again, if they're battering Leeds two or three nil, could only be two nil after sixty minutes. De Bruyne is coming off, isn't he? Because they've got the Madrid second leg, and they should be able to manage Leeds at two nil for thirty minutes. So it, it's. <sighs> God, I'm not looking forward to that game at all. It's going to be it's going to be going to be tough. Um, but I think that covers off the the, the city question. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be bending over backwards this week. But for for the for the double and then the running after 36, 37, 38, I really I really like that. Um, and also, if it's you... a third one, mm-hmm. there was a third there was a third question in there you had as well. Was it about Kane? And it was about the Kane one, wasn't it? I thought that was the second one. Mm, don't know what the third question was. <laughs> We'll have to go back and listen and edit yeah, this we'll, out. We'll listen back and we'll be like, guys, listen to yourself. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you got yourself podcasters. You should have written yeah. the notes. Oh, terrible. So, yeah, you should have, should have got them sticky things and thrown them on the board like you were going I know. Um, the uh, touching base on uh, Reese James, is he a rotation risk now? Uh, was one of the questions we had thrown in. Um, I think James is always a risk because of more of his injuries rather than his rotation. I think if James is fit, I think he pretty much plays all the time. Look at um, that look at that run, by the way. Zero 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 eighteen zero zero zero. zero. I mean, that is just so aggravating. <laughs> it's the it's the most James thing ever, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. That's that's how he is has been this season. And when you look at the running for fixtures, it's gone red there. Uh you know, Everton Wolves, um, and then but it's the Leeds game. I just they're playing the FA Cup final after that Leeds game. I'm I'm I I'm not gonna go for triple Chelsea in the double game week thirty six. I'm just probably gonna have one or two of them in there because I still I it's hard to predict who's going to play in that Leeds game because they've got a one game season now and that's the FA Cup final against Liverpool and they'll want to give them a week's rest before it. So if if you don't already have James, I would go Alonso because Alonso is much more he's just safer, you know, Aspilaqueta can play right back if needed and uh, you know, I just Alonso seems to play and actually Alonso's um goal threat is actually higher. Like he's unbelievable some of his statistics in terms of how much he gets involved and things like that so I would be if I didn't I already have James I'm really annoyed about that I wish I'd gone Alonso but if you don't already have one of them go Alonso definitely in terms of his XGI he's fourth behind Havertz Mountain Werner is Alonso he's next which is just absolutely crazy uh, in terms of shots he's only behind Werner Mountain Havertz you know obviously that goes hand in hand with XGI but still like he's right up there um, and in, he's not actually that high on the fixtures of the last eight game weeks, but in the last three game weeks, he's got 13 points, one point, and 10 points, because that's just Alonso again for you. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be bringing James in, but I own James, so but I'm not unhappy about having him. No, no, no. I think you can keep him if you've got him. He's a hold for the rest of the season, basically. Uh, I'd, I'd agree. He's a hold, but don't buy <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I, I would I would I would agree with at this very moment in time. Um, to just touch base on the chip situation because that's something I wanted to uh, make sure we've discussed slightly on that sort of strategy before we before we call it a day today. Um, this is the usage of the chips in the top ten k. So um, free hit. There's a there's like well, this will um, must be that just the teams that are basically dead left. Uh, there's is that fifty four teams which have got two free hits left. Hmm. which are probably ones that, you know, just aren't playing anymore. Um, and there are still 50%, or well, 48.21% of teams that have a free hit left, one free hit left. 
So I had nearly half, nearly half the teams. And then bench boost wise, there's 38 and a half percent of teams still have their bench boost left. So by the looks of it, I mean, there's a small amount of wild card again. I mean, they'll use that this week. Who isn't a dead team? I'm, I'm almost sure because they'll probably have the bench boost left. Triple captain, small amount left again. How they've not used it yet, I don't know. But again, it, I mean, I look at game week 36, maybe for Man City, that looks like probably the best option for for a, for a um, triple captaincy for the rest of the season. Um, but bench boost, free hit. Those are the ones really that people have got left in our league. And um, when I look at the fixtures, there we go, fixtures, it, it, it's the, the people who have got no chips left, you've got to be looking at, you've got to be looking at Villa this week in terms of players to bring in. You know, they've got the best run of fixtures probably for the for the rest of the season. I'll just go on the fixture ticker on here. Leicester have got a great run, but you can probably write that Spurs game off. Then it's Villa. And then you're looking at probably someone like Everton as a team. For me personally, no chips. Yeah. Villa seem like a good team to get people in for. I'll be looking at Man City for game week 36. You know, a lot of a lot of players in our league don't have them um, for the for the final bit of the run-in. And, and yeah, that, that, that's it's relatively relatively straightforward for those guys. A lot of people will be bench boost. If they, well, everyone, if they've got the bench boost left, will bench boost in 36. So I think that if you have your bench boost left, 36 is great. If you have a free hit left, but you don't have a bench boost left, I would be really tempted to use that free hit in 36. Because when you've got, uh, I thought about this a lot today when I was in the car, and I probably should have been ringing clients. I was thinking about the fact that if you, Number, game week 36 is going to be a big double game week here. It's going to be a big game week. There's a high opportunity here for people like me or you, Tom, who have uh, bench boost left. That we're going to put out 30 players that week. Somewhere between, you know, you've got to always allow for a bit of rotation, like 28 to 30 players. And we've, we've got that opportunity to do so. If you haven't been, you're probably looking at about 20 to 22. If you haven't got your your bench boost left. A lot of people are going to be able to put 11 double game week players. That's that's not actually going to be the hard thing. The hard thing is optimizing those 11 players. So if I was looking at this right now, I would be a little bit scared not to have a bench boost. But if I have my free hit left, I would probably use it to optimize those 11 players in that game week. I'd be looking at making sure those 11 players were the best quality players who played twice. For an example, 100% I'd be tripling up on Manchester City assets. I'd be looking at, at, at Liverpool, for an example. I'd be making sure, hopefully, Trent and Robbo, you know, maybe and, and Salah. But I'd, be, I'd be looking at those 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 players there. Uh, Everton, Everton. Uh, Leicester have got a fantastic double game week. Probably looking at those guys. Um, Chelsea, I might not even touch them because they might not have anybody play in that Leeds game. That I, I, I think in that one, I, I don't know. But I'd be optimising those 11 players because you need to have 22 quality players to go up against 30. And some of us have got players on our bench that aren't that amazing. But I, I think if you've got a free hit left and no bench boost, it's 36 is the week rather than 37 because you can navigate 37 very easily without a free hit. And actually the people are free hitting in 37. And one of the reasons I'm doing it is because... I'm going to go pretty left field to try and do some catching up. For example, Triple Villa. Um, it's not that left field, but Triple Villa. Um, I, yeah, I'm looking at Palace. You know, I, you know, someone like Zaha and maybe Gallagher, players like that. Um, maybe Mateta, whoever you can put in that team to 
to try. I mean, it's almost certainly Mateta. Look at the absolute horror show of strikers we've got as a choice. Um, but Everton as well, you know, Gordon, Richarlison, you've got to be looking at these guys. Um, Leicester, obviously looking at those as, as, as options as well. I'll be looking at my double game week players to try capitalise. So chip, chip strategy-wise left, I think if you've got no chips, go for the play, go for the teams that have got the most games left. Um, I think that's relatively straightforward and obvious. Well done, Alex. Pat yourself on the back for that top advice there. Um, if you've got your bench boost left, use 36, obviously. Great top advice again. And if you're free hitting um, and you have your bench boost, use it in 37 personally. If you just have your free hit, use it in 36. Tom, any thoughts on my waffle and ramble? Yeah, I agree with all the waffle, Alex. I agree with all the waffle. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, look, I mean, it sums up what we've been talking about, doesn't it? There's certain teams you target if you've got... It, oh, a lot of it depends on what chips you've got left and what your strategy is. But yeah, uh, I, I can't add anything more to what we've already talked about, really. There's a few teams that stand out. Probably target those. And if you've got bench boost, you, yeah, like you say, it has to be played in 36. You're probably going to play free hit in 37 just because it's got the double game weeks in, so you can kind of capitalise on those. Yeah, you yeah. could wait, leave that free hit till 38, but looking at those fixtures, I'm not like, it's not one that jumps out about me, like Liverpool at home to Norwich, where last day of the season, it could be like 9-0, and you're going to have Liverpool players anyway, so there's no there's no value in holding it. You may as well take advantage of the doubles in 37 and take a few punts on some risky players. That's what I'll be doing as well. So Definitely. Um uh, I like that, and if you if you are like quite high up in your mini league and you've got those two chips left, I think it's a fantastic opportunity in thirty seven to probably just you, you might even use a free hit that's left, and you might only free hit like six different players in, but just to optimize your team, you know, you, you might even just do something like that. Even like even it. if it's just three or four in that game week, maybe it's just three or four players that you don't have, you know, well, have doubles that you want to bring in that you wouldn't Coutinho, have. Yeah, Cash, it's exactly what I was thinking. Villa players, maybe, maybe like. Palace midfielder like Gallagher or something like that or Mateta up front but you just do like three or four even if it's three and it just saves you from taking you know a minus four or something like that it's still worth just using it in 37 rather than 38 just late ride you know just yeah. enjoy the game week don't worry about chips Everyone, everyone's got a, a good fixtures in 38 that we're going to have players from anyway pretty much like minus four in the last game you know in the, in the last game like doesn't make yeah. sense no, it doesn't really because you take a hit for a longer term normal. Anyway, yeah, I completely agree with you. You, cover, you take a hit to do longer term or cover a blank. Um, so this week, let's just finish off with captaincy. So the deadline is 11 o'clock on the Saturday the 30th of April for game week 35. It's the um, the second to last single game week of the season. <laughs> um, so in terms of captaincy, uh, obviously we've got Liverpool away at Newcastle. So that's a, 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 an option, early kickoff though. Remember, we had this conversation with Scott before. Villa at home to Norwich, which is the best fixture in the league, but you never know what you're going to get with Villa. Uh, Southampton Palace, anything can happen. Um, Watford Burnley, massive game. Anything can happen. Uh, Wolves Brighton, boring game. Anything can happen. Um, I think when you're looking at Leeds and City, obviously that's an option for City players. Um, Chelsea at Everton, again, potentially an option. But I really like the Spurs-Leicester game, I can't lie. I think it's probably going to be between going for boring Salah or probably going for uh, Harry Kane. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, it's very hard to move away from Salah again. But I just Newcastle have been quite solid. I think they've only conceded one in the last four games or something like that. It's at St. James's Park. I'm not saying for a second that I think Newcastle are going to win that. But is Salah going to outscore Son or Kane? I, 
I don't know. And I absolutely hated watching the early kickoff when the Spurs did absolutely nothing. But at least if I have Son captain this time, I wait until the end of Sunday to see what, what happens. So I suppose for me, I don't love Liverpool away at Newcastle. I do think they'll win that game, but I don't think it's going to be a colossal scoreline. I think it will be 1-0, 2 2 yeah. nil. It's not going to be huge. And yeah. Liverpool have got so many goal-scoring assets on there. The only thing I'd say is Salah looked so good mm-hmm. the other night. And yeah. uh, he looks like he's really back on it. Mm-hmm. So that does worry me a bit about not captaining him. But I just feel like sometimes it's easy to just put it on Salah. So if you're at the top, if you're top of your league, Salah, don't mm-hmm. take a risk. If you're not top of your league, so us, probably somebody else. So I'll probably be looking to captain Son, to be honest. Yeah, I like it. I think that's solid advice overall because you also never know with Newcastle. They did get beat 5-1 by Spurs, but that was away. So you just don't know if they have won their last four. So you, you, you're right. I, I think uh, it's the solid picks, pr- pretty much Salah, and then the uh, the left field pick um, uh, is going to be Kane or Son, whichever one you've got. And for anyone that does have KDB, captain him. No questions, because I love Leeds, but um, I know we've been better at the bat, but we've been playing teams at the lower end of the table and KDB's passing range against our defence. <sighs> Scary. Yeah, even with Calvin back, it's uh, it's a worry. It's only his minutes that would worry me. But but uh, we'll call it a day there. And uh, thanks for joining me today, Tom. Really appreciate your short podcast this week. Uh, yeah. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe to our, our, our videos and channel. Uh, and also follow us on our social media platforms, on the Football Pod, on the Football P, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, I will speak to you soon. Take care.